You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. Oh, my friends, today we are going to bust some myths. I don't know why I spoke like that, but that's what you get when you listen to the Bride Chiller Podcast. Uh, I want to just boast and say the number one wedding planning podcast. Is that wanky? Probably, but that's what we're here for. I'm Alicia, the host of the show. I am here to uh, gather clever, interesting people to help you plan your wedding without losing your shit. And today I've got a dynamic duo. They're British. They've got lovely accents. You're going to very much enjoy their company and they are going to help me bust some serious wedding planning myths. Holly and Susanna from Revelry Events, welcome to the Bride Chiller Podcast. Thank you for having us. That was quite an intro. <laughs> Did you like it? It was just a lot to live up to. Yeah, I'd like it every time I enter the room, that yeah, kind of introduction. Nice. Well, we can arrange that. That uh, <laughs> I could pre-record some stuff. You could play it. We could... Uh... Uh-huh. Now, let's get on to busting some wedding planning myths. You are a dynamic duo. You plan weddings. You are... I love the look of your weddings. I've I've stalked you heavily on <laughs> the social media. I love that. <laughs> How long have you guys been together as a team? <laughs> what is it? As a team? Two, three years? All right. Two years, three years. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I mean, the time, time flies. <laughs> I actually don't know. That's really bad. No, it'd be three years because I quit my job. No, two because I can't do maths. I quit my job in 2015. Mm, yes. It, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Summer so 2015. So just over two years. I've been doing it since. Well, hard to put a pin on when I've been doing it since, but I've been doing it properly since I was in university. So about 20, I just started doing it to anyone who would let me plan their wedding for free. Um, so when I met Susie, I've been doing it for about six years and, um, yeah. So you came and asked me for some advice. Yeah. I, my background is in PR and events. So I used to work for quite a few London agencies, you know, that's just how, (laughs) that's just how I was. I was a Northern girl and I moved down to London and very excited, excited, drank lots of Prosecco and hung out with cool people. Um, I wish it was not nearly as exciting. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't know that London. What's that London? No, no. I thought PR was like all long lunches and champagne and I worked out it wasn't. It was packing, um, competition prizes for people so that yes, was fun yes um no but I did that for about 10 years at various agencies and did quite a few events for brands and supermarkets I won't name check and some premieres and stuff oh. and um so it does make it sound more glamorous <laughs> um and then I just I just kind of got a little bit sick of it and thought you know what I don't really feel as satisfied by doing from things for brands as I perhaps would as doing events for people mm. and I kind of had a bit of a light bulb moment of well what's probably the most important event in someone's life and I, and I came up with the wedding mm. um, I'd never really given it a great deal of thought beforehand and and um, yeah and then I got in touch with Holly and said well look I'm thinking about doing this I've got all this experience could I just come and see what you do and see if these skills do actually transfer or if I'm just barking up the wrong tree completely. Um, turns out they do, yay. Um, <laughs> and we just got on really well. And we were like, well, should we just should we just partner up? Because that might work quite well. And now, Genius. now we can't, it, we're like an old couple that can't remember when they got married. How long have we been together? How long have we been together, darling? Um, yeah, so yeah, just I think it is just over two years. Yeah. And it's exciting. It has. I mean, it's it's exploded in terms of what we can do together, because um, I think we were talking before, like, you know, having that duo dynamic, mm. you do sort of check yourself against someone and someone else to buoy you up and say, no, come on, we can do this new, scary, exciting thing. And um, yeah, you just you feel like you can push yourself because you're pushing each other a lot more. And I love that. I love working in a team. 
I, I, I think it's wonderful. I'm always looking for a fellow team member. And um, I think when I was doing a lot of stand-up comedy, I was like, I wish I was in a duo because at least if I fucked <laughs> up, I could blame it on them. Um, <laughs> terrible attitude. Now, let's talk a little bit about your attitude to weddings because when we talked about the what we were wanting to share today on the show, mm. you immediately said, let's bust some of these myths. So bust, bust those myths. Because, I, you know, the concept of bride chiller is doing whatever the hell you want to do to make you happy and have a great day. And I think the more we can sort of uh, chuck all the rules out, we, well, we've been saying chuck them in the fucker bucket, basically. <laughs> the fucker bucket has That's become you. the go-to thing. It's a big, mm. it's whatever bucket, shape, size you want it to be. And we just chuck everything in there that doesn't mean uh, anything to us or just unnecessary tasks and jobs that stress us out. And we go, why, do we, why are we worried about this? Yeah. So today, uh, the wedding planning myths, I'm going to let you drive this. I know you've got a big list and, and I am keen to hear what uh, you would say are myths and things that people can avoid or change, especially from your wedding planner's professional perspective. Mm. So go for it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to hear yours too, but we'll we'll quick on some of (laughs) So, I mean, the first one one we came up with actually is a bit different to, I mean, the components of a wedding. It's a bit more general about the wedding industry as a whole, which Mm. we come up against quite a lot, and we just wanted to bust that. Fucker. <laughs> yeah, good. We uh, we thought actually, there's a myth um, amongst couples and other parts of the industry maybe that that as soon as you say the word wedding to a wedding professional, the price you know doubles mm. or you know a hundred times more. But it's just it's just not true. It's uh, the wedding industry is very very nice on the whole, so they want to be able to help couples do what they want to do for the price that they can do it. They're not trying to tack on an extra wedding tax. That doesn't happen. If anything. You do that, I guess, more for a corporate because you know they yeah. can afford it. But this is people's personal money. We know they've got money. money. Exactly. Yeah. But this is yeah. people's personal money. Maybe it's their parents' money, but it's money they've, they want to spend really well. So we're not going to try and gouge anyone by saying, oh, yeah, it's a wedding. Yeah, the price is uh, – there's a 20% extra <laughs> extra price for that. So we just wanted to bust that because no one in the industry is trying to gouge couples when it comes to their wedding day. We say oh. no one. No, well, no, no one, no one good. Um, <laughs> yes. But also, I think is is the wedding industry itself is actually a lot more competitive now as well. You've got a mm. lot of um, often women, um, so entrepreneurs and working for themselves, like one man bands and or in duos that are just doing things that they actually really love. You know, like a lot of cake makers and florists, they they started because they loved it and it's a passion. Mm. And maybe I don't know, maybe way before we were into this in the eighties or nineties. Maybe that myth was true, and because there were there were less suppliers, perhaps, and weddings were done in a certain way. Yep. But I just it's just not now because there is a lot of competition, and there are. I've lost my train of thought. That's not useful, <laughs> is it? No, it's good. no. But I, I I'll pick up on what you're saying here. Is okay. that there's this idea I, as. I am surrounded constantly, and I think, like you just said, by female, especially empowered entrepreneurs that are like, let's quit our shitty day jobs and go and help people and actually do something that is rewarding. And I think looking at my guest list over the past 289 episodes, a majority of people that have joined me uh, as professionals are people that have done just that, who have really uh, made a big change in their lives to go and help people. So these are not people that are intrinsically out to go and rip someone off. Um, And and, and as you were saying, Susanna, I think the idea that, of course, in every industry, 
there are going to be dickheads and we can't <laughs> control the dickheads. No, but no, you can't. Also, I am a big supporter of hiring a wedding planner or coordinator uh, and the idea that you uh, professionals who deal with vendors who are wanting to get your business and therefore your client's business, then you always have people that are look on the lookout for you because they want to help they want to, they want to keep you happy as a as a client so i suppose that that myth of things going let's add an extra 500 bucks to it it's like it's not going to happen because there's a chain of people also that won't ever use you again Exactly. That's very true. Yeah, we do have people that want to keep us sweet because we do give them good business. So it's yeah. in their it's in their best interest to work with us at decent prices because then they're going to get more business than to do something at a ridiculous price and we just wouldn't necessarily go back to them because yeah. it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. We wouldn't entertain the idea. So yeah. Yeah, that is a myth that we want to bust. Yeah. Weddings are expensive, but it's not because everyone's Scrooge McDuck. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good myth, and it's a good thing to what keep a, repeating. What a great reference. <laughs> yeah, I love it. 80s, good. What's next? Right. Next one is uh, is about wedding planning as a whole mm. and that it is a wonderful, magical, happy time. Oh, and you'll be so pleased and everything's great and it's so much fun. It's not... It's not. It's really awful. <laughs> like, it's a super stressful nightmare. Um, no, I mean, of course, there are lots of fun parts to planning the wedding, cake tasting being up there. Yes. Um, and it's great because, you know, you've got all your loved ones in one place and you're getting to create something. Well, hopefully create something that kind of represents you and sort of throw a big party and have a really good time. But it can be really stressful. And I don't think anyone should feel bad that perhaps they're not always enjoying yeah. it. Yeah. Yes just you yeah it's it's just there's that. not something wrong with you if you're not like on cloud nine 24 7 yeah definitely and i think that doing any kind of event is tricky mm. especially if you're someone who's never organized event before and then suddenly you're expected to organize drinks and dinner and entertainment for 120 people with yeah. no experience whatsoever like that's a stressful thing um so yeah we just kind of almost want to say give yourself a break yeah. like it's really not a big deal if you're not particularly enjoying it and a shameless plug if you're really not enjoying it there are some really good wedding planners that are out there <coughs> revelry events um shameless yeah absolutely shameless but yeah i mean it is it's difficult there's lots of different moving parts you might change your mind there's negotiation to bear in mind and it's it's tricky so if you don't enjoy it that's okay I am so glad you said that because on my list I had um, – I've been writing The Bridechiller Survival Guide and mm. one of my chapters is called It's Okay to Feel Like Shit. <laughs> and that was also on my list to share with you because I am of the same belief that also we are trying to maintain lives outside of wedding planning and we don't have mm. control over what happens uh, in the day-to-day -day of other people that affect our lives and money and, as you said, trying to plan something that a lot of people would never have even considered having to do before. It's full on and I really resent some of the big mainstream press that are always like, everything's great all the time. And if it's not, you're broken. <laughs> it's like, ah, fuck off. You you, you try. I, yeah, look, down with all that rubbish. I totally agree. I think you've just got to embrace what you're going through at the time. And if it sucks, that's cool. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Completely agree. Mm. Mm. So we thought moving on to the nitty gritty. Yes. Um, 
myth about hiring friends as your suppliers will be cheaper. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe it will be cheaper, but it will. I mean, unless you're best friends with Annie Leibovitz, I feel like this. I'll could give her a call. Be... Give her a call. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you can, you can. Um, I, some, I mean, we've found in our experience sometimes it can be a mistake mm. for for several reasons. If if you if you've got a friend who you know is fairly good with a camera, then and you want to maybe save fifteen hundred on a photographer cost mm. by getting them to do it, that's fine. But you may lose out on some amazing pictures of an amazing day because they want they're not you someone who's good at photography isn't necessarily a wedding photographer correct or, you know someone who djs in their spare time is not a wedding professional dj and there's just there's a massive distinction between someone who enjoys doing something and someone who can do it professionally for your wedding and i feel like sometimes you do need to weigh that up and also sometimes if you've got friends doing things on your wedding day they don't really get to enjoy themselves either so it's just sometimes a little tricky it's a tricky balance so i think sometimes people assume oh that'll be fine i'll save money and stress by getting my friend to do that but hindsight never really is your friend at that point tell me then with your experience from the weddings that you plan on a regular basis if people come to you and say hi my friend's really good at doing graphic design fine that's something I suppose that's easier to manage but if you do have someone come along and say oh we're trying to save money and we've got four friends that are going to do this as a planner how do you how do you say I feel a bit uneasy about this do you give them guidance or let them be free we we do i mean we would we would always say it's your wedding you can do what you want we we would just pass on advice from past experience so we would say okay well here are a few things to bear in mind um just make sure that you know they understand what's expected of them on the day and that they are you have to decide whether they are going to be a professional or they're going to be a guest or you find some middle ground on the day they just need to know whether they are sort of yes having fun or they're sort of under our thumb as a, as a <laughs> supplier on the day so it's just that communication the lines need to be really open in that sense so it's just giving them a bit of a nudge and saying well you know if you can get someone professional to do it then maybe you should but if you're doing it just because you want to, i don't know it's it's a tricky one you do you can't you can never say oh no don't here spend two thousand mm-hmm. pounds where you you don't have on someone else you just have to nudge people in the right direction. One, one, you- com- one, sorry to interrupt you. I was going to say one conversation that has been happening a lot in our Facebook community is using frienders uh, but not getting them to sign contracts or have anything in writing. And mm. there have been a couple of people that have not been burned but have had negative experiences with friends then saying, promising to do something and then going, oh, I'm a bit busy. Um, exactly. And then going, oh, shit, you have no – not that you're going to take your friends to court, but you have no recourse – nothing in writing it's all a bit casual so I think mm. you've got to treat those relationships as you would with another vendor exactly that's what I mean you yeah. have to decide which box you're putting people in is it a guest yeah. box who's doing you a favor or is it a professional box who happens to also be a friend of yours yeah um it is a massively tricky one because you have to be then the judge of whether that person is going to be a good friend or a professional to you or is going to maybe sort of screw you over it's your judgment it's your friend yeah um so it's totally up to you but yes we do come up against that a little bit Mm -hmm. and no one ever goes into it either the the couple or the friend thinking they're going to screw each other over it's just like you say life life gets in the way and yeah you've got no way to come back you don't really want to ruin the friendship and then if something is done and it's not really as good as you hope it is they hope it's going to be then again you it's difficult to really say anything so 
I think what Holly's saying is, yeah, it's all very well and good having your friend do something. And in particular, things like invitations, it's less of a big deal. But stuff like photography mm. in particular, I think is, is quite a big one because they're the, they're the memories you've got mm. from the day. And it's I think if you, you really do need to think about whether that is the best option. And yeah. if you decide to go down that route, and for example, you're working with us, we would really want to be able to, be in communication with them to help them understand what a wedding day looks like so they're in the right place at the right time because mm. that's also the other thing you know if they're just chatting to their mate while the confetti's happening then they've missed that it happens in an instant they've missed it because they've not realized that that's the next mm. thing in the in the process of the day and they have to be really on it and they kind of can't relax until you sort of well into the night time mm. and it goes back to holly's point of are they actually really going to enjoy themselves? Is that what you want to do to your best mate who you really trust and is a, is a really good photographer when you're on holidays, but they're going to spend their entire uh, day documenting what you're doing and not really enjoying themselves. Yeah. So yeah. there's all those things to kind of weigh up. I mean, it's, it's definitely doable and we'd never say don't, but it's it's just being aware. No, very good points. And, and I think people just have to um, weigh up with budget and weigh up, Maybe there's something else, if especially photography, there's something else you could really pare down on and get someone. And also let your friends enjoy the celebration. Good points. Mm-hmm. Good points, exactly. ladies. Yeah. <laughs> we try. Yeah, good on you. Um, so the, the next one is, is kind of similar, actually. It's all about DIY and the myth that it will save you money. Mm. Um, and, I mean, look, to some extent, that's not a myth. It can it can save you money. But, oh, my God, do you want to spend every night, like, pinning on um, lace <laughs> uh, sort of garters round jam jars or whatever um, and it's individually naming things? Like, it's just so, so painful. Yeah. And if you are not a crafty person... I'm just going to go out right now and just say, don't do it. Just mm. please don't, don't do it. Like if you're not known for your craft skills, it will be horrific. Mm. And you'll spend a fortune on materials. You'll drive everybody mental and it won't be as good. You'll probably just buy it in the end. Exactly. Because <laughs> what you want. Exactly. Because what you've done will be shit because you're not very good at crafts. Know yourself. Everybody know yourself. That is that is the tip that I can give to you. So it might it, it might save you a little bit of money, possibly, but it will not save you any time. And sometimes you've got to weigh up what's more important. And also it might look shit is the end point. We blame Pinterest a lot of the time for <sighs> yes. this. You know, there's Fucking a lot Pinterest. of Pinterest. <laughs> I love Pinterest, but there is there are some dark sides to that thing because people do assume, oh, that looks really easy. I'll do a hundred of them. That's mm. that's perfect. Yeah. And yes, you may have been able to do that, but then what else have you missed out on in your whole life that you've um that you've sacrificed to be able to do these things? So it, it's just nuts. I think there are a lot of if, if you think it's going to be true, is it necessary to be doing this thing? Is this piece of decor or you know the fact that I'm DIYing these set of invitations is it vital to your wedding as a whole and if it's not then either don't have it or find a way around it or get someone who is good at this stuff to do you a favor yeah support an artist on Etsy I always sort of say there are people out there that actually want to do this stuff and are really good at it and Mm. aren't as expensive as you may assume and also I think people don't factor in their time as money money exactly and to say is your time worth two you know 
it's going to be $20 an hour or whatever you want to put on your actual physical time and away mm-hmm. from your family and friends and also the seething rage that sometimes develops when you <laughs> so fuck true. things up. So it's the therapy bills that won't save you. Yes, <laughs> later on you have to undo all those knots in your neck from going, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Now, before we go to a break, lovely Holly and Susanna, we are going to talk very briefly but very importantly about a very exciting event that is coming up in two weeks' time. You have put your life force into it. (laughs) You've committed a lot of time and energy. And if you are in London or in the UK, in the United Kingdom, get on a train, get on your bike, and uh, I highly encourage you to come to the Unruly Wedding Show. Now, ladies, tell me all about this. Um, well, the Unruly Wedding Show on 29th of October in uh, in Hackney um, <laughs> is a wedding show for people, well, for couples that just want to do their wedding their own way. It's all about breaking tradition and making your own rules and having some fun. Like actually going to a wedding show that's fun and not boring and people standing behind trestle tables. It's a bit of a party. We've got a gin bar. Keep saying, keep talking about gin the gin bar. bar. We gin have bar. a gin bar. There is booze. <laughs> and free street food and surprise music. And oh, it's going to be so fun. Free workshops. It's all kicking off. we're gonna learn how to do calligraphy and how to do first dance workshops what else have we got Uh, vow writing vow writing there's just so much good shit going down it's basically bride chiller in a can and i say that is in yeah yeah it totally is everyone that should you know it's everything i speak about in one place it's like my Mm. dream and i will be there living that dream and as well as living the dream, there are donuts and prosecco for the first fifty people Stop through the door. That is a healthy no, breakfast. You. Forget you. your wedding diet. Oh my god! I need to wear a stretchy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wear some sort of stretchy waist situation. I don't know how I'm gonna be drunk by twelve. No, I won't be drunk, guys. I won't be drunk. I'll <laughs> I mean, probably, it'll be very amusing. More interesting. I'll get my buzz on though. Uh, Sunday buzz with some prosecco, gin bar, donuts. Yeah. Um, trestle, tr- trestle free. Wandering yes. around, I'm going to wander around with a mic and talk to all of your wonderful vendors and get to know uh, a bit more about what they do, but also really talk to uh, some of the people coming along because I want to meet some of these free thinking, rule free couples who embrace what you do because I think they're our people. They really are. Mm. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Very excited. If you would like to attend, of course you do. It's the Unruly Wedding Show. You need to visit Unruly Wedding Show. Dot com, And I know this week when I posted on the Bride Chiller community, we had lots of sad gifts coming from all our American brides going, why aren't you in America? So, you know, no pressure, guys, but you need to go to America. Um, we'll if get you, there eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll tour next year. Yeah, we will, we'll put it on the road. I like it. Uh, if you use the code word Bride Chiller, very simple, at the checkout, you get 50% off. So you could bring friends. Yeah. We, wel- we welcome friends. friends. Bring them all. Bring your mum. <laughs> oh, please bring mum. We love I, mums. I love the idea of bringing mum along and opening mum's eyes a little bit and mum-in-law and grandma mm. to mm. the new world of weddings because I think when I've gone to these big mainstream borderline trashy wedding shows, a lot of the mums walk around like those sideshow clowns with their mouths open just going, what the fuck is going on here? Because they're like, what? 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 Are we supposed to do this? And then they think that's what it should be when it's not. So... No. Bring all your olds. Get them to see the reality. 
it's an education. Bring the olds. This is the Bride Chiller podcast. There will be more of the wonderful Holly and Susanna talking about wedding planning myths busted after this very short but very important and necessary break. Ladies, where are we at with our wedding planning busting myths, busting wedding planning myths? So we list. have just a couple left from our list, but so we were going to continue with think. I mean, it's it's a pretty coverall one, but it's things like I have to cut my cake, I have to have a first dance, I have mm. to throw a bouquet because that's what everybody does, and that's what's happened at every single wedding that I've been to since I was six years old. So why wouldn't I do that stuff? Yeah. But no, busted, totally busted. No, you don't have to do any of that stuff if you don't want to, unless it's important to you. There's a, a reason that you want to do this. Don't do it just because that's what you think is a traditional wedding. Yeah. You could structure your your day and do very random things because it's your wedding. Like you could have, you know, a breakfast, an actual wedding breakfast and just have like pancakes and coffee instead of a wedding dinner. You could do whatever you wanted. You could have what else did we have? You can have a horse. We had a horse. There was a horse that came for cocktail. <laughs> Love the horse. What did the horse do? Just hung around, fed it some carrots. Um, <laughs> we had a trapeze artist. Um, was it tra- no, not trapeze. Well, it was like an aerialist, an you know, like in the hoops. Serve champagne wow. um, just because. Yeah, just because I thought that's something I like. So let's have it at our wedding. So there's stuff, there's stuff, there's just anything you want to be part of your wedding should be in your wedding. And you don't have to, if you like dread the idea of, basically swaying in a circle in front of <laughs> all of your closest friends for a first dance then don't do it just yeah. um have some kind of flash mob i hate the word flash mob but i really enjoy them you do don't <laughs> I you do. yeah I really you're enjoy quite them. obsessed she's I desperate to get them in somewhere i need it i tell you what we don't actually see many bouquet throws anymore no oh. but that does seem to have, have died out we don't seem to come maybe across it, it. Insurance issue. <laughs> maybe <laughs> too many people getting hurt uh and and confetti um, the confetti offer depends on the venue because some venues allow it or they don't or they have certain rules on where you can't can and can't do it mm. and sort of how it fits into the day. So that sort of tends to depend on the couple. Um, but cutting of the cake is always a bit of a bugbear for me, to be honest, because I find it, it's a bit stilted. It's, yeah, it is really yes. stilted. I've got to gather everyone around and then you take the pictures. And the pictures of cutting the cake are never as, they're never the picture, it's never the picture you keep. It's never the one that encompasses what the day was like. Mm, it's point. never actually that an important picture, but it's the one that... Unless you, you did it with a, a samurai sword. Well, I mean, I that, like would that, be, would be, that would be quite cool. But then that's you doing it your own way, <laughs> hence our point. Um, but yeah, it's it's an odd one with stuff like that. But a lot of people think I have to cut the cake. And I know actually um, when I got married and I've, my mum, hopefully she won't hear this. Um, my my mum <laughs> was like really wanting us to have a cake, really wants to cut the cake. And we just weren't that fussed. And in the end, we decided we would have a cake and we would have it displayed. Um, and we had like a cheat cake in the back. That's another tip for you guys. If yep. you've got, um, yeah, if you can't, if you can't afford a cake for everyone. Have a cheat one in the back and no one will know. No one knows. Um, I no, agree. We did the same. No, you might not know. No one's any the wiser. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I'm just not cutting the cake. Like, we're just not going to do it. Like, it's just really awkward. We felt really awkward, the idea of standing around and and just making an like, announcement. Making an announcement, yeah. We're cut the cake now. And everyone sort of takes pictures and you slice the cake. And it, we, we just, we kind of put our foot down on, on that because... We just didn't want to do it. But whereas we did want to do a first dance. Well, I want to do a first dance. I'm not sure how my husband felt, but <laughs> I like to bully him into things. And that's our relationship. Um, right. <laughs> but yeah, but we did want to do that. So we thought, oh, that's fine. That's a tradition we do want to keep. And we're quite happy to do that. But 
yeah it's you can totally do what you want and just because all these things have gone down in time like just mm. just don't feel like you have to do them mm. if you feel like it messes with your day or you feel awkward about it having someone take constant pictures of you on an ipad and blocking the photographer Oi. oh my god i'm getting away from going, going to something else now yeah that's not a myth we just really hate ipads <laughs> at weddings who who are these people that carry oh. ipads to take it's photographs awesome. it's like Auntie, you know, Auntie Val, who always gets up and you're like, fuck, sit down and you're never going to look at these photos and why are you carrying an iPad? Just stop it. Take good photos. No, it is the aunties and the uncles, though. I guarantee you, you're right. It is. It's always them. They're always the culprit. It looks so dumb holding up an iPad. I'm sorry, everyone. I don't have a problem with iPads. They hold it really far away. They always hold it far. I'm doing it. You can't see it. I'm doing it. (laughs) it. We had a a great wedding this year, actually. And the bride and groom were fantastic. They're such nice people. But even they were making jokes about it and they were calling him bad uncle. Because he just had an iPad all the time, and he was the, filming the speeches, filmed on it. everything. Oh, no. And the photographer was In like, portrait too, which is this car wrong. Music. It's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, I'm sure he's in the back of some like really important photographs, just there with his iPad, holding the iPad up, uh, which is just really way. yeah. I mean, it's really quite funny, and everybody noticed, and it, and you know, they were they found it quite hilarious. But, um, but not everybody would. No, no, but it is. It's always answered on course, yeah. always, every time. We but should we have a, an iPad check at the door and go listen. Yes. Yes. Yeah. If you in, you know, forget. Well, it's like a, a step above unplugged, unplugged weddings. It's where people are literally patting people down for big iPads and going, <laughs> yeah. "You're going to have to keep that at home, Dal." It's not coming to the yeah. wedding. Yeah, <laughs> confiscated until the end yeah. of the night. We will give this back and you can then do whatever you need to do on your iPad. I don't know what aunties and uncles really do on the iPads, but this is not one of them. Why do they know. have them? I don't when know. When do they use it's them? Big, big fonts for the email. So is big fonts. Um, I think they also might do card games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they play the free card games. Crush is very big. They crush the, uh, the <laughs> <laughs> some candy is very important. <laughs> If you have a relative that uh, is older, and we're not saying like Nana, but I want to know what auntie and uncles or your parents do with their iPads. I don't know. I It's very strange. Yeah. Just shed some light on this. Yeah, we want, this, we want that myth busted. What the fuck do older people do with iPads? Um, I want to say, can I, one of mine, just to, I, you know, with my list, my have to is this myth that, we every year and I've written a lot about this and I think I seem to be like a conspiracy theorist but just go with me because I think it's true Mm. that every year certain magazines and even big blogs release their bullshit annual survey of how much people spend on their weddings not this one and this to me you know and I've spent a lot of time in my book writing about this because I think people need to get it in their heads that this is how it works they need advertising revenue to make their magazines and blogs work. Absolutely fine. I get it. It's it's business. We live in a capitalist society. So they have a lot of high-end clients that need to sell their $10,000-pound dresses and all this other bullshit that we don't necessarily need. And it works better for them to say that the average wedding cost is $30,000 or pounds because they want people to go to their wedding magazines and they need people to buy those ads and they need it to keep mm-hmm. going. It's a perpetual thing. So... Also, there's a difference between average and median and uh, not to get mathsy because I don't do that very well. But I actually think, you know, that them perpetuating that this is a normal thing to do, that that's what everyone does and that's the mm. you know required thing is so corrupt and so wrong that, you know, I, I try and 
push this home every time that if you see $30,000 or 30,000 pounds, that isn't quote unquote normal. That's a mm. lot of money. And if you can't afford that, it does not mean that uh, you're not going to have a great wedding. That's no. the end of my speech, guys. It's I'll very go. it's very misleading. I think a lot of the, the budget breakdowns that you see in magazines, not necessarily blogs, because I feel like it is. No, we I do feel like it's mainly, it's mainly, mainly magazines. magazines. Yes. Um, but we find actually, as well as sometimes it's showing that that's the average spend is too high for some people and that's not what you have to spend. We also sometimes find that the breakdowns um, are way too low and they actually set false expectations mm. for a lot of couples who come to us and say, okay, well, I... I got this from a magazine this is my budget breakdown you think okay well what you want doesn't really correlate with what this spreadsheet says that you have to spend and that's that's a little bit wrong so we are then the bearers of bad news when we have to say okay well this is the brief you've given me this is the budget you've assigned based on a magazine um we need to find some middle ground here because that's not going to work and we actually found out what was the reason the magazines they actually um get this information by um, incentivizing people with competitions or winning something yes i think i remember maybe we're revealing trade secrets here but um real yeah. life <laughs> I, I feel like i remember that was um was something they do and i mean i used to i used to work in pr so i know all about fudging stats mm. and um yeah <laughs> This was my life. Um, but yeah, I mean, anyone that kind of responds to these sort of online surveys and stuff is definitely incentivized. Or it is a certain demographic of people mm. that, yes, you know, often students income. or lower income or older people. Um, Who are looking that, out for those kind of competitions. Yeah, and... you know, and, and also people that we used to unfairly, oh, maybe we shouldn't. I shouldn't no, <laughs> we used to call them prize pigs. Oh, I love um, a prize pig. Yeah, sure. I've been a prize okay, pig. Don't worry no, about that's it. Fine. Yeah. That's fine. I was like, is that fair to say? But yeah, people that religiously enter competitions and enter anything that's incentivized, and they might not even necessarily know what they're talking about. You, you know, there's no real way of... They might not even be married. <laughs> but they might not. There's no yeah. real way of being able to say, being able to check every single person that comes back on that survey of, you know, how much did you spend and what did you spend on? Um that they actually got married mm. or that they're actually planning a wedding. There's no way for them to check. They don't no. have the time. They don't no. have the inclination. So, but it excuse the data, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So that really screws over everyone else who's genuinely getting married and like looking at this magazine and the info that they're providing. It's like the Bible almost. Like you're saying, oh, okay, so that's how much yeah. this is meant to cost. And that's right because people will go and buy the wedding magazine having never planned a wedding before and seeing yeah. the process. And I go back to that idea. I'm in this great um, – and I will – totally recorrect I'm going to correct myself here about blogs I sort of mean the not and uh the bigger yeah the bigger ones yeah you know attached to physical you know they're sure. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um I'm in a great wedding blogger community in Facebook it's a private community and we all talk about stuff and I'm like the outside girl because I don't have I'm not you know the blog isn't really my focus of my business but mm -hmm. a lot of the great bloggers in this this group are very candid and they were sharing someone shared a rate card of a wedding magazine, um, a US wedding magazine that's very prominent and it showed how much people pay to advertise in these magazines. Oh, it's and ridiculous, man. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Mm. And But then you say, of course, they need to make that money to sustain print media. And I'm not – and, you know, I think print media is amazing and I still love – you know, buy my Vanity Fair and mm. touching all the things that I can't, <laughs> yes, can't have. ever have and <laughs> never will. But 
it's you know I think there's nothing wrong with being aspirational, but I also feel like there's a a real problem with the wedding industry from that yeah. from that perspective of expectations. Exactly to say, oh, you have to buy a five thousand dollar wedding dress, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm sorry if you've only got six grand to spend for the whole wedding, that's not going to work, or no. you're just going to look fabulous and not have anything else. So yeah. you're right, it, it's got to it's got to change, or also you know coming to 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 shows like unruly and listening to bride chiller and being a part of communities that can share information that is realistic and manage expectations makes things so much easier and more fun than feeling let down constantly that you know and pinterest is also to blame and styled Mm, shoots which are great but also to go you know this styled shoots are part of this this thing of going let's inspire everyone but also to actually do what people do in some of these shoots are completely oh, insane yeah for cost every a fortune. Table. yeah of course I and mean, yeah i don't think anyone should ever feel um sort of shamed for the budget that they have because no. the budget you've got is a budget you've got and you know if five grand is is lots of money it is like five grand 20 grand 30 grand 50 grand like all of that it's it's so much money it's so much money to spend on a day mm. and you have to justify it to yourself but equally some people want to spend what they want to spend and that's fine yep. but you know, no one should ever feel like they have to spend if they mm. don't. Don't try and cram everything to. you think you have to into your smaller budget. Just yeah. do something different. And just prioritize as well. I think that's quite key. Like think about actually what is important. And if it is, you know, food and drink, then then splash out a bit on that. But don't spend as much on other things. Mm. And there are compromises. And location as well. Location does really matter. You know, for London's an expensive city in general and can be more expensive than if you're getting married somewhere else. So it's all swings and roundabouts. And those figures in magazines, yeah, they're definitely misleading, definitely. But I don't know, I guess at the same time, people like something tangible to kind of work to. Mm. But as Holly said, it can make our... It, it, it is one of the harder parts of our job of kind of managing expectations, I think is is probably the, the thing. Yeah. And when it comes to when it comes to money, it's it's not like being in the corporate world where often they can find more money somewhere. That's just not the case with personal budgets. They've got what they've got and they can't just magically find another grand or two down the sofa. Mm. Mm. Good points. Good points. Well done. Very happy with that. <laughs> Thanks. Good. Good. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts? Have we missed any myths? Uh, That's hard to say, by the way. I think that'd be a good one to finish on. Yeah, final. I think final one to finish on is the myth that everything has to be perfect on the day. Mm. Because if you're expecting perfection, you're going to be disappointed. Mm. Because it does. It just doesn't run like with the best planning in the world. It just doesn't run like that. Because things also doesn't exist. By the way, no, no, that's so true. And to be honest, the things that often go wrong and i'm not talking like momentous cake falling on the bride or the awful (laughs) that you went you went mother nature i went i went you've been framed yeah um (laughs) but but just like little things that often break the tension so we had uh we had a wedding this year really lovely wedding in florence and there was a couple of uh uh, smaller people toddlers um that were children children (laughs) yeah 
guess who doesn't have small a kid? Humans, yep. <laughs> <laughs> small humans. Um, going up the aisle first. And um, one of them kind of doubled back on themselves and ended up walking up the aisle with the bride and her dad. Yeah, it was like just the leg. three. And it was really funny because it just kind of broke the tension. It actually made the bride feel she like a really bit nervous. calmer. Mm. Um, and like even from my own wedding, I like the aisle that the <laughs> venue had done was way too small. I mean, I didn't have a massive dress, but I could not get through. And like one of our guests had to lift chairs out of the way. <laughs> uh, and it's just that kind of stuff. It, you don't expect it. You, you can't ever think that will happen on your day. You just assume, of course, there'll be an aisle that I can walk down. Um, but it's quite funny when it happens and it does break the tension. And if that hadn't happened and we'd had this perfect wedding, then you're perhaps walking up to the ceremony sort of feeling quite just nervous because you've just got so many emotions going through mm. you. So little things like that actually kind of make the day, I think, mm. sometimes. And the stories that you remember as well, like even if it was just, you know, someone got like a drunk speech or I don't know so like we have people throwing up in the bathroom because it was so hot and they're drunk so much but you don't find that out to yeah but I think things you don't tell the stories about the perfect oh the, yeah. the, you know the the music was absolutely perfect I don't actually mm-hmm. remember even listening to any of the band I remember the terrible stories which were funny to me so yeah. you just you can't go into a wedding expecting that everything's going to be perfect yes you can plan for it because you you should you should plan for how you want it to go but you can't hold it so tightly that if anything went wrong you would have a miserable day mm. yeah i think embrace, yeah. embracing random embracing whatever embrace happens chaos. yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's when as you said that the, that's when the fun happens and also people mm. if if things are really we've been to some weddings where it's really tightly wound and you just feel like if shit didn't go directly to plan you know, things weren't going to go down well. You know, it felt mm. like one of those TV shows that I have worked on uh, where <laughs> you, <laughs> where people are a bit uh, precious about things. But I also think if you've got a great team um, who can help guide you, such as mm. a planner and coordinator who, you know, knows what's going on, but also if things don't necessarily run to plan, you can adapt and make things work. People feel a lot more relaxed. And as you said, the, the kid kid walking down the aisle with a uh, with the bride is is fun and people go oh this is going to be okay you know it's not doesn't it's not going to be the end of the world if no if that happens and people have a laugh oh i love it yeah and i think it then just kind of sets the tone for the rest of the day yeah it just it just relaxed. yeah it definitely does that so yeah nitpicking and look kind of looking to check your details are right and things like that is a big no-no just enjoy yourself mm. And because it will go by in a blur, everyone will tell you that you won't know if you necessarily believe it, but it does. It does go back. Yeah, I can't speak. It does. Um, it does go past in a blur, and there are only certain things that you remember. So if they're the funny little random things that have gone wrong, there's really nothing wrong with that. It's yeah, just it's just a great married. story to tell. Yeah, yeah you, you still, still got married. You still did the thing you set out to do. That was sort of the main point, I guess. Yes. You know, actually getting hitched. Everything else yeah. was just uh just I think, the fun stuff. Actually just picking up on that just just because I like talking. Mm-hmm. Um that I think that's something people do forget. You are there to get married. Like that is the reason you're doing it. I know having a party and doing all this stuff is is great and that's how we make our living. <laughs> um but you are there to get married. Like that, you shouldn't forget that. And you shouldn't forget what comes after, which is a marriage. Mm, So I think it's easy to get caught up in the whole planning of things and all the stuff that needs to happen on the day. But the main thing is, is that you've stood up there in front of the people that you love and said that you love somebody else. Mm. So if that happened, then it was a perfect day. Yeah. Tick. Job done. 
Yeah. <laughs> over, over. I love yeah. it. And I like to finish on something heartwarming. That was nice. That was worthy. It was beautiful. It was, uh, no, very, and I agree. I think that's what we, you know, regardless of anything we've spoken about today, if you achieve that, you're done. You're fine. Yeah. 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 Sorted. Yeah. Well, look, this has been enlightening, fun, and I'm so looking forward to uh, being with you in person and being able to share the joy of Unruly in a couple of weeks. And we will be sharing, for all those who can't attend, photos on our various social medias my instagram is bridechilla podcast what's your instagram ladies it is revelry events uk and also unruly wedding show <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we should know that no. i mean that's, that's embarrassing no please the unruly show the unruly my show mistake. Unru- the unruly that's show the unruly show yes great i will also be tagging uh, photos on the day and in advance. And uh, if you are a bride chiller and you are attending, we'd obviously love to hear from you. Don't be shy. Come up, tap me on the shoulder, say hello. Even hugs are around. I'm not shy. Um, but don't be weird. You know, <laughs> be cool. Yeah. Like, but be weird. I mean, I embrace the weird, but just not with me. Um, guys, that sounded really mean and unnecessary. <laughs> totally with you. With that I love everyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay. Stop talking, Alicia. Now, uh, that's great. So if you would like to visit, (laughs) I'm a professional, visit thebridechiller.com for more information about me, the show and everything else. And also to read today's blog and show notes. You can check that out. This is episode 290, by the way. We're 10 off the big 300. Good Lord. Good Lord, so much to achieve in so little time. Um, <laughs> need to come up with something to do to celebrate that big day. Add it to my list of shit to do. Ladies. Oh, wedding. Yeah, we could actually do a wedding. Rich, we're going to do for our 300th episode another wedding. You're going to renew your vows. He just said, no, we're not. Oh, okay. <laughs> One day we're getting that second wedding. All right, ladies, thank you so much for joining (laughs) me and uh, can't wait to visit and see you and just really happy to have you on the show. Brilliant. Thank you you very much. Happy days. See you soon. Bye. (laughs) The Bridechiller Podcast, empowering you to kick wedding planning ass every day.